No yeah. last names. No. Some swearing. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to South London Hardcore. I'm Jack McEnroy. Steve Walsh here too, as always. Hello. And we're joined this week by our buddy Ben. All right. He's going to tell us all about the deep southeast of London. Yeah, I guess. Um, Deeper us- than Penge. Yeah, well, do you know what, Penge, when, because you live in Annerley, is yeah, it? Yeah, Annerley, Penge, Waterstones. And I remember thinking, like, when we used to speak about it at Waterstones, that, that was bullshit, that wasn't London. <laughs> 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 Sorry to tell you this now, but... You've, um, you've never confronted me with this truth Yeah, before. but I thought, you thought, you know, wait say, for this Bombshell, isn't it? Bombshell. <laughs> <laughs> you can't open with a bombshell, where you got to go from trust there? Trust me, trust me. Uh, <laughs> Bombshells. Yeah. No, I was saying to Steve earlier, like, this must be dragging the bottom, like... You know, like, no, you must have done all the, you know, you done Elephant and Castle, and then it's like did two Alan, in last Alan week. Moore. Yeah, yeah. Done Alan then Moore. Ben in it. That's the <laughs> next. Like, uh, yeah. No, but really though, Steve, genuinely, when we started doing the podcast before it got out of hand and people were coming up to us in the street, you know, wearing Saffron hardcore t-shirts, saying how much they like the yeah, show, yeah. you're like, pluralizing yeah, well, like it's happening a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you think, people, yeah, we'll get Louis on. Well, when you we'll get more uh, down the street because of yeah, that were... mobbed in it. But like Louis Peckham was essentially our first guest, wasn't he? Yeah, absolutely. You know, this is continuing in that vein. Yeah, but am I more South? I don't think I'm more South London than Louis Peckham. Few is anyone? Is That's anyone? The thing. Yeah. But no, we've talked. Ben Charlton. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that could be your uh, screen. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, My podcast name. One of the things that intrigued me most in all of our conversations about South London was when you talked about uh, visiting your nan's house and the seminal moments yeah. that occurred just on these it, and obviously not planned because yeah. these moments that emerge can't be planned they just happened yeah. to have occurred in this place yeah so my nan lived in um, in Deptford uh, in a place called Peeps Estate kind of just by the river thing but yeah a huge estate there called Peeps Estate and has she had lived on this like ground floor and uh, yeah first, first so the first words I ever wrote was uh, her so Peeps Estate was the estate her house her like tower block within the estate was called Pelican House and the first words I ever wrote were Pelican House. Um, wow, you dived straight in with a uh, three-syllable, two words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my blend, he's got my blend. My Just phonics. like skipping dog. You had that. You knew you were a new dog. dog but I'm waiting to yeah. get to Pelican. Yeah, Pelican it's the first house. animal you ever wrote, Pelican. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah my mum had gone back in. She'd left something in the, in the flat. And, um, and when she came back and I'd written, I, I think I could see the sign from the car window. And I wrote it, and she was like, fucking hell, bloody, it's <laughs> <laughs> uh, So yeah, first words I ever wrote at Pelican House. Uh, I learned to ride a bike in that walkway, like outside that house. And that's big as well, isn't it? That's so those two things, really, wise. like writing and riding, well, that took place in, uh, in yeah, Peach Estate. In and now, you know, in a way, you never got off that bike. <laughs> no, never, never. But that flat's still kind of, in, my nan's like in a home now, in, uh, in East London. But that flat's still kind of in the family, sort of. So, yeah. Mm. Well, if you're subletting it, don't let... If anyone's going to cancel it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I'm not going to say what number. <laughs> in, uh, we'll take this bit out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> born in Greenwich Hospital, which is not down. So, born in Greenwich Hospital, that's not down. The house I just showed you, that picture of. So, I grew up in Charlton. That house is not down. Um, went to uh, Eaglesfield Secondary School in Woolwich. School's not down. Trail uh, of destruction. So, yeah. <laughs> and you will know us by the trail of... Yeah, <laughs> so that's basically what I've done to South London, is leave great big holes. So I suppose <laughs> the blue plaque goes up in Pelican House. That's it's the, only, it's the only yeah, place yeah. that's uh, left yeah, standing yeah. so far. Um, but yeah, school in Charlton, well, primary school in Charlton, secondary school in Woolwich. And you were saying, like, with the house that you grew up in being demolished, you knew it was being demolished. So you went there, 
and had a look at it while it was condemned and ready yeah, to Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was funny because that was after I'd moved. So I moved to North London when I was 16 to go to uh, Sixth Form College. Um, and that was actually talking about this with someone the other day. That was funny anyway, like, because I didn't really know North London that well at all. Um, and so, like, going to North London was weird. And then going back to South London to visit my dad, who stayed there, having, like, gone to North London and, like, you know, went to Sixth Form in North London and was meeting, like, Middle class white people, like, just like where. For the first time. Yeah, because yeah. like Charlton was, you know, it's obviously pretty mixed around there, but a lot of white working class as well. So, yeah, getting to college and meeting, like, you know, middle class white people who knew they wanted to go to uni and stuff like that, it's like, oh, wow, this is pretty nice. <laughs> yeah, you're, but, about, yeah. you're about the same age as me, I suppose. Mm, yeah. well, so, there's yeah. a kind of beginning of the university boom as well, isn't it? So, there's yeah. only really middle class people that talked about university at that point, I think, yeah. really. I don't know, Steve, maybe you can correct me there. But in my school, no, certainly, yeah. people, someone came from Oxford or Cambridge mm-hmm. to tell us that we could go there, you know, as a possibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was, it wasn't. Like, I, yeah, yeah. I put my hand up in the thing and I said, um, like, any questions? I was like, yeah, I, um, I knew that you weren't allowed to have a job yeah, if you, if you went there. I was like, are you allowed to have a job if you uh, go to your university? And the guy was like, no. I was like, so how do you expect working class people to afford to to go there and the guy didn't really have an answer but you know what I mean too, that too was the beginning of, uh, of yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my name wasn't on his list I like how you're like, in there with the challenging questions <laughs> as well <laughs> early age I've got going to this university they're going to go yeah. I, I love the fact that Jack had uh, a challenging question that he knew the answer <laughs> to yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> essentially a trap to be a for this guy bastard, yeah. who's gone you know yeah. made the journey yeah. all the way down lovely man trying to help you out so going back to like South London having like found this kind of new world in North London but it's it really funny man I remember like made me like think fucking hell it's pretty grim <laughs> <laughs> like, especially I mean obviously there's loads of nice bits but especially like Charlton and that bit where we you know yeah. the cul-de-sac where that was that house I showed you and so like especially in a cul-de-sac that kind of feels like your your world really your yeah, yeah it's yeah, kind of yeah. almost cliche isn't it or, yeah. like, or like you know movies and books and stuff yeah just like it's like Ramsey Street isn't it yeah yeah no properly <laughs> but like the streets you grew up on you know famously famously we've referenced on the show before that you grew up on adjoining streets essentially so that yeah sort of but defined... I think the diff- I don't know I mean I'd, maybe you'd be able to tell me better but Whenever we went out shopping, right, you know, so my mum and dad, went, you went out shopping for a treat or whatever, we went to the West End because it was like, yeah, yeah. you go on a 12 mm-hmm. from Wharf Road and you're there in Well, it's long. funny, it's funny, because, um, uh, remember this happened a lot as well, because growing up in South London, you would definitely say, going uptown. You would, like, yeah. So I we say would, town now and he gets annoyed. Yeah, we yeah, would, yeah. Because I think because we were so close, we would, we would never say, oh, yeah. and people would say, we're going, going to, up to, even people say up to London, like yeah. My, yeah. my brother is from London. Elton. Yeah. And it's like, where are you now, mate? Yeah. Kent Borders. But would you go there? Would you go there a lot, or was it like? No, it's I mean, almost like you know, like it's. It, it seems like Charlton is somewhere you're not that you need to get away from. I don't want to like over dramatize it, yeah. but these places like Plumstead and Charlton, they seem like far enough away, Eltham, yeah. that it is disconnected from the centre of London. Whereas I didn't feel that living in Elephant Castle. Yeah, and no, I think your point about Kent Borders is important as well. There is a sort of dual identity. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. This thing of Kent is so close. And, you know, there are places, there's going to be places close to you that have that postcode, that have that different yeah. identity. Well, that's the thing. I think, you know, a lot of um, places in the South as well, you don't have to go that far until you're in countryside, really. Yeah, Do you absolutely. Know what I, mean? like, I think there's, um, we'll talk about cycling later, but why, there's a lot of cycling clubs around South East London, especially because you only have to cycle, you know, a few miles and you're kind of in countryside. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's funny you're saying that. I remember listening to uh, a guy... Probably talk about it later as well, but Mallow, a dubstep producer, and he grew up in um, in Croydon, and I had a really good radio interview with him talking about his like growing up and stuff. 
and he was saying uh, that like Croydon and Norwood and places like that, they were all places where, you know, he described them as places that like wanted to be London. Do you know what I mean? They didn't yeah, feel right. like the area's centre itself wasn't that it was London. Do you know what I mean? It was always somewhere that was. It's like suburbs, isn't it? Essentially, yeah, yeah. you know, you live like you don't live in yeah. say like. I don't know, but it's Chicago, funny. but like yeah. the Chicago suburbs. Whereas now, I think maybe even in the last few years with the improvements in transport and stuff, you yeah. know what I mean? It kind of puts things on the map almost. Yeah, yeah, it, no, things definitely. are more connected than they used yeah. to be. Yeah, maybe. definitely, definitely. But it's funny how it's all so like personalised. Like, as I was saying, mm. when Steve was you know talking about like Penge or Anley or whatever, I'd think, ah, oh, that's not really... really like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Not in like a big deal. No, but no, you're no, not no, far no. from like, uh, like um, say like a BR postcode, are you? No, not at all. Yeah, no, yeah. Oh yeah, don't we? I mean, once you got to be our postcode, you're yeah. Well, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> and and it's the thing. It occurred to me the other day. I was like, you know, uh, my council is I'm Bromley Council, and when you think Bromley, you think Ken. You don't yeah, think of poor man. I know. <laughs> it's really uh, it does it does bother me. I don't want to be Bromley. I want to be Suffolk. I want yeah. to be Lambeth. I yeah. want to be yeah. you know. Particularly, I think doing the show has really yeah. Sort of have an idea of that you know something that's really started to bother me over the last couple of years. I don't live in Campbell. Mm-hmm. I really want to live in Campbell, and I've just yeah. realised how much I miss living in Campbell. Yeah. Even after they built that Audi across across over me, especially. It's the only thing keeping me there. It's yeah. my anchor. As you say, it wasn't like somewhere like oh, fucking, I've got to get out of here. But it was almost like I felt that after, like when going back, it's like oh, pretty good job that I did kind of thing. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, well, this is the thing. You know, your in your specific case, the areas that you grew up in, and you know, uh, yeah grew up in hospital we were born in and the school you went to the fact it all been demolished shows it was an area that was obviously in need of you know yeah, knocking yeah. down yeah. <laughs> <laughs> knocking down and stuff well is it funny yeah I mean all three of them I guess are funny examples because like yeah obviously born in Greenwich Hospital and loads of hospitals being you know sold off and knocked down so that was an example of that and then the housing kind of example of uh, I suppose yeah because it's right across the road from um, the valley uh, Charlton's football ground and you know I guess you know 50 years ago whatever that wasn't the thing that football grounds were buying up local areas yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah whereas that's what happened with that and then the school I don't know it was like I don't know if it was became a failing school or whatever. I'm not really sure what happened to the school it happens doesn't it schools but, they, you know. but, but you're right these are all sort of modern phenomena yeah exactly. like 100 all, years ago hospitals examples. schools and football grounds were what they were yeah 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 you didn't you didn't close a school to it was failing yeah, you just yeah, carried yeah, on sending. But even thirty there. years ago, you were closing the bounds. There's plenty of schools that were closed in like the seventies and stuff. Like my dad's school was closed down in the seventies, for example. Okay. What was the school like? Comprehensive, yeah. Yeah, it's called Eaglesfield. Um, Eaglesfield School. It's an all boys school. Which again, I was like, it's not a good idea, is it? No, no I, was like, sh- I was like, fucking hell, what was that? <laughs> I almost went to Blackheath Blue Coach, right? Which is Blue not Coach, a good school. They yeah. closed that down recently. Really? Yeah. Right. But like, I really think going to an all boys school was damaging, really. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. I'm not, not oh, so you terribly. Went to, you went to an all boys Yeah, I went to London Nautical. Do you know it by, uh, yeah. it's right by the river. Okay. By like okay. the Oxo Tower. Right, right, right. But it just, it just you end up at eighteen, like having yeah. to talk to the opposite sex and like being terrified. No, it and it's, uh, terrified it's unnatural, idea. isn't it? It's just it not is the world, isn't it? Yeah. It's just an odd thing. Yeah, to I really honestly, it's one of those things I look back and I just I, I, how did that? I don't know how it happened at all. There was others. You know, Thomas Tallis was one I was going to go to. Oh right, yeah. And there was Kidbrook as well, but yeah. So it's called Eaglesfield All Boys School. It was pretty. Um, I don't know. I was saying earlier, like memories of school were pretty hazy. Secondary school as well. Yeah, even secondary really. Um, I've tried to forget it. Almost. I mean, I think last yeah, there's nothing. It's, it's not. not I don't recognise the person I was. Yeah, exactly. No, exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. also the last two years, like 
smoking a lot as well, so I don't, you know, <laughs> don't remember a lot. Of, like last year, especially, there was a lot of not going in like at all for long periods. Oh, right, right. Um, I finally got better as it went along. By the time you got to sixth form, you'd yeah, feel that well, sixth a lot form was almost something different. Wasn't wasn't it? It? Yeah, yeah, it was, but it, I know what you mean about once you get to the top of the score and there's less. When you arrive there, and there's yeah. basically just men walking yeah, around, yeah, yeah, just like, being like really horrible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just like you got a moustache, like yeah. Jeff, yeah. give me yeah. grief. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, school was all right. I don't know. It's funny. Like every now and again, I see people on Facebook or whatever, you know, pop up and you like get to see little glimpses of what they're up to and stuff, and you think, oh. People maybe didn't turn out quite as bad as like they, you thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. And it kind of makes you think. I guess everyone kind of gets on with stuff. Right. Find their level. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was all right. Um, I don't know if you know. I'm sure you do. Darts legend Andy Fordham. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, the Viking. The Viking. The Viking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Viking. He runs, a, he runs a pub in uh, in Woolwich. He was. He's an old uh, Eaglesfield boy. Oh, Me really? and Andy right. Fordham. You're the Is two he kind of the man famous. who ha- who lost a darts match? Because it was taking place under tele- television lights, and he basically didn't have the stamina to complete the darts match. I don't know. Like, he was sweating. Well, there, yeah. was, there was a thing. There was, there was oh, a guy. Oh, no, I don't think there was. I mean, he's by no means the only fat darts player. So <laughs> we, <laughs> but did he lose a lot of weight? Yeah, well, this is the thing. There right. was a thing about I think him. it might have been that guy, and then yeah. he, he lost. Yeah, yeah. Well, there was a thing about him on BBC recently, because he won, basically, I don't know how much you know about darts. Darts, there was a lot of politics. There's like... I didn't know that about that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Already I've heard that. No, so there's like, there's, there's... Oh, there's two competing. Yeah, there's two, there's yeah. two BDO competing. BDO and WDO? P- yeah. No, P, you're right. Professional darts. Just say some initials and it'll sound yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's like good darts, basically. What my dad calls the good darts and the shit darts. Like, good darts <laughs> is on Sky, shit darts is on BBC. Um, and all the good guys, like Phil Taylor and whatever, you know, did... Their thing, but it's all lakeside and it's yeah, all yeah, pyro yeah. and it's all they yeah, come yeah. out and they're just oh, it's serious entrance like, music. I really want to yeah. go, man. I really want to go. Like they did it at Ali Pali as well. I think the shit darts is at Ali Pali sometimes. <laughs> I always, but I always imagine like when you see it, you sort of go, "Wouldn't it be good to go there for ten minutes?" But you don't want to stay there for eight hours, do you? Or you do, you do. Do you? I think yeah. depends on how heavily you're into dance, Steve. Yeah. I suppose, yeah. The hours. Anyway, there's a thing about him. Just to finish, Andy Fordham, uh, Eaglesfield alumni, and. Uh, yeah, he won the shit that was a couple of years ago, and it was like everyone, well, a few years ago, maybe five years ago now. And, um, you know, it's this thing, but then his, they did this documentary about him on BBC, and it's funny, yeah, because he did lose loads of weight. But, like, in the, in the documentary thing, they were saying, like, oh, you know, because I think he, like, nearly died away. He went to hospital, and they were like, look, you know, if you keep drinking, because he ran a pub, yeah, and he was yeah. a dance player, do you know what I mean? So, yeah. like, that's a combo, killer yeah. combo, yeah. yeah. So they're like, look, you've got to stop drinking, so you, you know, you're going to die, and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, oh, he lost loads of weight. But then, He'd lost loads of weight like two years ago. Right. But now in this current thing with the video, he's like really funny. It's like, the weight's back now. But like, <laughs> like, it is back. Yeah. Like, we're not going to lie. The weight's back. And his ranking hasn't improved that much. And it's like, why have you made this documentary about this man who's like still fat, still shit at dance? It's the sort of... Uh... Inversion of most sort of reality TV shows. Yeah. They do a follow up yeah. two years later and they go, they turn their life around. Yeah. He's turned his life around. He's back to being <laughs> yeah. bad again. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a I feel love bad. If, if you're listening, Andy, I, I, do, yeah, I do love that. You're welcome on the show anytime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is he uh, still running the pub? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you yeah. should, seriously, you should get him on the show. Yeah. Definitely. Like, lovely, lovely, like, lovely man. I mean, don't mention this episode. No, don't mention <laughs> this. Yeah, don't mention that. No, lovely man. Like, really, really nice man. Um, but yeah, him, uh, who else? There was someone else. Uh, guy who's really into, like, uh, either Thai boxing or um, what's the one where there's, like, no rules? Like, 
Uh, uh, UFC or something? Like UFC. That right, right. MMA. 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 Quickly. They have rules. They have rules. No rules. That's just fighting the car park. That's just fighting. But there's a guy, I was looking, I can't remember why. I think about a year ago, I was looking up what happens at Eagles at my school. I thought you look at MMA. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. No. Well, Just one do of a us... search for fighting with no rules. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. want to see some really nasty shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, Google. Yeah. <laughs> Bing that. But, uh, no, I was, I was looking at what happened to Eagles at my school and uh, through that, um, at least the reading, reading about Damn. Andy Fordham, who I, had, I didn't know about before, but then also came up this other guy who uh, he was like, he got arrested for... Um, no, no, no. He got arrested for like a bank robbery. He was involved. I think he was in like a semi-notorious family, whatever. And like, anyway, in, went to prison. But also... Did like, he get caught in a bank robbery? Because when he was confronted by a, a guard, he got him into a lock on the floor and just hold him for seven minutes. <laughs> <laughs> like no rules. Right? <laughs> um, he stood up and was like, it's all right, the guy tapped. So yeah, I can go. Yeah. I can go. <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyway, but the, it, it, was, it, it was funny because um, this uh, like blog or website that was like well into... Um, the whatever type of no rules fighting he did, <laughs> did had an interview. Had an this interview was amazing. They had an interview uh, transcript from this prison. He was in prison, not in England either. It was in like Thailand somewhere that he's in prison. Right, right this guy. Um, That's where they have no rules fighting. Yeah, Thai yeah. prison. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah no, don't, seriously, don't do a bank job in Thailand. <laughs> no, no, seriously. This, in, this interview was no, but I, I just remember how he. Ended. Anyway, this interview was amazing because it was like all by text message, right, right. and. Uh, and they're, t- they're texting the questions, and they're like, oh, can we just ask, how are you responding? And he's like, oh, I've got a guy in like another cell who manages to get a sim in. This was a mo- like, fucking oh. amazing. You know you hear about like, um, like rappers who record stuff in prison and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? This was like, yeah, yeah. like it was mad, absolutely mad. But yeah, well, he went to my school. Seek it out, Steve. <laughs> seek it out, put a link on the Twitter. Yeah, 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 we'll, yeah we'll find it. We'll yeah, that'll be doable, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, find it. It's, um, it's a funny interview to read, yeah. And he's like, you know, talking about trying to stay, you know, trying to train and stuff and stay like... Whatever. But yeah, him, Andy Fordham. I'd imagine a Thai prison would be a great place to uh, keep in, in shape. And, yeah, uh, it might not have been Thai. You're fighting. It's definitely a prison. And there was, I mean, definitely Any been prison, in... essentially, is going to keep you tip-top. For There's not yeah. much else to do, is there? Other but also, you just, you'd just you want to be yeah. at your fighting weight, wouldn't you? Yeah. You'd want to be ready. I mean, I sometimes think that, yeah, like prison, as long as... Like, I don't want to go to prison at all. That no, is one no. Of them, but like... if you did, you'd hit the books but you and would, hit the yeah, uh, weights, yeah, no. isn't it? Could be the making of you. I played sport at school. Which kind of stopped me from being like absolutely having a really really shit time, like, especially at the start of years. You know, first three years played a lot of sport, football and stuff. Well, you were saying there's you've, is it a book of clippings you got or just like? Yeah, I played, I played a lot of cricket as well. Right. When, uh, even from a younger age, naturally, so played cricket in. Did you play for the borough or something? Yeah, played for Greenwich. There's a like the the main one I'm thinking of. Like my granddad, I remember he bought like twenty copies of like the London Mercury and. Um, yeah, there was one that like, we played some final at Laws. You know, so I played a lot of oh, cricket, right. yeah. Um, I was thinking, actually, when on the way down here, one of the places I played cricket um, was at this place called Samuel Montague Boys Club. Oh. Um, and that was kind of like in between sort of Charlton and Woolwich. There's, uh, you know, Shooter's Hill, like really yeah, yeah. road, didn't it? Going up towards Woolwich. And just off Shooter's Hill was this place called uh, Samuel Montague Boys Club. And um, played quite a lot there. And I remember the guy who ran that, I don't know if he was like Samuel Montague, but anyway, the guy who ran that got done for like paedophile stuff oh. um, and it's like oh that's a shame that's a shame another uh, childhood memory yeah just... don't get him on the show yeah I was going to say <laughs> I don't know if you've done like... interview him from prison yeah <laughs> <laughs> got me a scene card yeah 
I don't know if you've done great South London paedophiles yet, but <laughs> not yet. No, Steve was hoping Jim Davison was going to get caught in Operation U Tree, but yeah, yeah. they let him go. In the no, it's it's got to happen, though, isn't it? Come on. Well, he's been uh, questioned, hasn't he? Yeah. he no, it's over, though, isn't it? He got cleared, didn't he? He got cleared. Yeah. Yeah. How much of a hero was he growing up? <laughs> <laughs> How much of a monster? Did you ever play at the Oval? Yeah, played at the Oval. Um, uh, Did you win? My, well, I remember going to a lot of or indoor nets at the Oval. I mean, because when I was like middle of like primary, so what's that, eight or nine something? You know, for the, my age then, I was like good, good, and you know, got asked to join teams and stuff like that. So yeah, went to a lot of like training sessions at the Oval and Lords and stuff. We had um, someone from Surrey County Cricket Club come to my primary school to show us how to bowl. Yeah, well, that was I don't know, he wasn't like um, you know top player, but it was someone who was decent came to the school and like. So I used to play loads with my granddad and um, could see that I just knew how to bowl already. Do you know what I mean? So he's like, right, you're coming to play for my own. <laughs> you're eight. Yeah. Um, but Samuel Montague's after me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's promised me sweets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, played played a lot of sport at school, so I didn't stop to be. So cricket, what other sports? Um, mainly cricket and football, to I say a lot of sports. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Squash, played them a lot. Over. Yeah, I played those a lot. Played those a lot. You know, I had a couple of good friends who, who it was, you know, it's good to hang out with Wayne guys talking about, um, who also actually started doing mixed martial arts, um, called Danny Smith. Uh, last heard from him a couple of years ago on Facebook, and he got, you know, got really, really into MMA, and I think he had a fight maybe on Sky Sports or something. All right. This right. was quite a few, maybe like four or five years ago now. Um, but yeah, he was like a big mate of mine for a while, and he lived on the ferry at Ferry Estate in Kidbrook. Um, and like I remember even before going there for the first time it was like fucking I built up you know, yeah, yeah, yeah and like I mean it is it was I don't know has it actually been knocked down yet parts I think yeah. I mean I've, I've, I don't know for certain but I'm sure when I was looking up Aylesbury when we were doing mm-hmm. the estates on screen episode um, I'm sure there were bits that yeah. had been knocked down but not all of it because there's, yeah. like, no, there's like been stuff filmed there isn't there yeah I, I think time. they're deliberately keeping some of it it's a, I mean it, I remember going there like, I didn't um, I tried to avoid it as much, like every weekend if it was like oh we you know you're going to hang out this weekend they'd be like oh yeah come to my house <laughs> <laughs> uh, like it was nuts man huge like just the biggest fucking estate you've ever seen like unbelievably just like uh, yeah tower blocks everywhere like really enclosed feeling um, yeah, not crazy place. All the walkways and stuff, isn't it? Loads it looks very walkways. similar to Aylesbury, but sort of much more dense, I think. Yeah, like, yeah bigger scope. With Aylesbury, you're never too far from the road. Yeah, from like yeah. just regular roads and houses. Yeah, but with the ferry, it, look, it seems Once you're to in me. Once the middle of it, it's, yeah. it's around you. And, yeah, 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 it's on me. I mean, um, yeah, I remember like the times I did go there. And normally, when you see an estate, whatever you see, like you know, the gang of kids, like, and that's like the gang of kids for that estate. But like. Ferry was so big, you know what I mean? They'd have like little pockets of that all the way through the estate. So, like, walking around, I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you're, get, you're get playing football. Bicycle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're playing football and you were living close to Charlton's ground. Did you have any mm. connection with the club in terms of. Yeah, it's funny actually, because obviously, you know, like you're a West Ham fan, but that's all but This is it. There's three of us sitting here yeah. on South London Hardcore, none of yeah. the sport teams from South London. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I remember thinking. I didn't yeah, know. I was born next to a football ground, and don't support the team. You were, you lived. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I showed you that picture before. Yeah. You could yeah. see the ground. You could see the valley from my uh, front room and kitchen windows. And like, if they, you know, if it was a big 
crowd and they scored, you could hear and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? It was close. It was really, really close. And so, yeah, I, I went loads, man. And to be fair to Charlton, they did um, Kids for a Quid. Like a lot. Well, they do a lot of like. That's what I was saying in terms of like. Like, do they do any like summer leagues or anything? Yeah, like that? I'm Maybe. sure. Um, I mean, to be honest, what are the years we talking about? I remember because I remember for ages when I first lived around there, they weren't there. Obviously, right. remember they were ground sharing. Yeah, of course, at, at Palace. Palace. Yeah, yeah. Maybe oh, a, why was that? Park even for a while. Um, there was yeah. The, the ground was uh, it was mad, man. Honestly, this guy who was doing. Um, does that there at London website? If he was around then, he would have taken loads of photos of the rally. It was oh mad. right, was that overgrown was, and stuff? Yeah, yeah, like literally yeah. weeds right. in the terraces. I remember I used to be able to, you know, walk past and you could stick your head through the gate thing and you could see. Yeah, it was mad. This Why was, was that? I can't even remember. I, I, I think they couldn't afford to redevelop. Yeah, right. I guess. Okay. Yeah, because they weren't in the, they weren't in the top division. Yeah, no, they weren't until they hadn't been for years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Late nineties for long enough. To, yeah, I went yeah. to that. I went to that playoff final. Um, oh wow, that was yeah. uh, oh, the four three. Penalty. Yeah, four, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, four all and penalties. Yeah, or, yeah, 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 and then penalties. Yeah, it was that was nuts. one of the best yeah. games I've ever. Yeah, watched. yeah. I didn't see it, but people talk about it. I watched it on telly, and it was you went to that game. Yeah, I went. I went to a lot of Charlton games. A lot. Yeah. Well, I went to the Palace. Playoff final when mm-hmm. I beat Sheffield United because mm-hmm. uh, I didn't support Palace, but I had loads of mates who did. So yeah. once they were going, I was like, "Yeah, I'll go along." Yeah, I mean, kids for a quid. I mean, especially I got a lot of memories of like, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday night games. You know, it's like a quid. It's like, oh, I'll just go along. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like mm. that's literally what it's like. It's like, oh, I'm going to go to the football dad. I'll see you later. <laughs> and uh, and who was playing from at the time? Anyone? Richard Rufus. Oh, Richard Rufus. He was, yeah, he yeah. played. Um, Clive Mendonca. Clive Mendonca. What a name! <laughs> did he score in that playoff final? He did. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. He didn't he score a hat trick on the open day of the season in the Premier League? Do you know That's what? Well, he, I seem to remember well them. Well John yeah. just. You know, you get these teams. They pop. Yeah. They come up sometimes in the playoff, yeah. and suddenly just absolutely well, hammer yeah. someone in the uh, <laughs> opening yeah. game. Now, Clive Mendonca, um, Lee Bowyer, of course. Of course, Lee Bowyer started. That's where young Lee Bowyer became. Oh, Scott Parker. I remember there was a striker called David White. Uh, who was like one of their big players for a while? Um, yeah, I remember they had the goal kit. I remember one thing. I remember they were. That's what it was. I remember they were the first. It was the first time I ever saw. You know when squad numbers came in. Mm. Right. I remember one year they had an outfield player whose squad number was one. Really? Yeah. Who's yeah. that? I know. We need to look this up. <laughs> Yeah, look at Austin now. Look again, South Yeah, they Kong. had an outfield player on the squad. I remember that just messed with my head. The first, the first time I saw that football uh, shirts with the wrong numbers on it just threw me completely. It's like mm. number thirty-two out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goalkeepers were like number forty-nine. And stuff, yeah. yeah, but yeah, they had an outfield player number one. It's good trivia. To find, a, find out who that is, and B, if that anyone else. Yeah, let us know yeah. at SNHC yeah. <laughs> I was watching an under 10s game this morning under 11s on Peckham Rye my, uh, my wife's cousin plays uh, for Melwood uh, who who played for them Steve was it Ian Wright so, well George and Dar maybe have <laughs> gone a bit too high up but there's a kid around number 14 it's nine aside rolling subs to be fair you put um, a magnificent thing on Twitter where uh, you were talking about uh, a kid you'll appreciate it kids uh, asked the referee if a free kick was direct or indirect and it was yeah the kids on the halfway line <laughs> 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 don't, don't worry about it <laughs> you're not shooting you've got to love the confidence though <laughs> yeah just it was just like it was like quickly trying to find out is this uh, yeah. indirect oh ref come on <laughs> we got, got hammered 3-0 in the end oh, by a Southwark Carib first goal was a bit dodgy as well wasn't it strong uh, team I didn't though, actually right? see the I didn't see the incident Southwark are pretty strong though right from what I hear under 11s 
Must be, man. Southern yeah. Caribbean, must be. <laughs> they look quite good. But Melwood, a strong team, man. Yeah. So you played well, organised sports. Yeah. Were you a member of a cycling club at that point? No, not anything? at all, not at all. I just... Uh, the uh, So I left South London when I was 16, basically. Um, and to be honest, it was only just around then that I, I didn't cycle to school or anything like that. Um, what, you know, I watched a lot of Tour de France, like, growing up. You weren't cycling for oh, really, yeah. Well, I wasn't cycling for it. I should have been, but no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I watched loads of Tour de France, but yeah, I wasn't into it at all, and it was when I went to... Yeah, it was only, yeah... Afterwards, really, but yeah, I mean, knowing now, like you know, quite into it and stuff, and especially, um, I mean, to be honest, I'm more into bikes than I am like cycling. <laughs> um, <laughs> Some people see those things twice, not many. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but you know, I mean, I've got no, it's like people are into records but not music, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, do you know what I mean? People yeah. are just obsessed, like these comics, perfectly yeah, 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 yeah. which we're surrounded by at the moment, yeah. which yeah. I'm pointing at stuff that people can't see. Yeah, no, they, they're they not certainly... interested in reading them, are they? Getting them slabbed and stuff. Like, yeah. but I've got friends who are like cyclists, I mean, and they do like actual. It's all. Proper. Time yeah, and yeah, yeah. stamina, and yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm into bikes. I'm into like you know different frame builds and stuff. And yeah, big, big, rich history in uh, in South London. I mean, I've been saying you know for a while you should do. You know, well, we've got a cycling stuff. episode yeah. planned. We were going to do a cycling episode, but I had um, I had this uh, tennis and a vitus, so I couldn't I couldn't move the my right thumb. It's like tendonitis, but it's the the. Uh, it just sounds better. <laughs> more painful so we were meant to do it in the summer but then we didn't do it because of uh, but we need we should maybe we, we still do, do it in the but winter but if yeah. you can throw some names at us that we can yeah. then use to yeah Google definitely I mean yeah. Hernhill Velodrome that's all we had so far <laughs> well no but yeah wicked place to start have you been there no oh it's great no. it's really really good they, the they, kids from my school go for rides like every couple of weeks oh is it yeah oh, that's, where is the school uh, it's in Dulwich okay. so it's, yeah, so it's not far yeah yeah okay yeah, no, it's a great place. You should definitely, definitely go there. It's a great place. I think, um, you know, it's one of those places where there's always campaigns on to, like, yeah. keep it open and stuff. Yeah. But, I yeah. think they've succeeded now, haven't they, basically? Yeah, but, then, but, I, but then I read some other thing recently. But anyway, you need to... I suppose there's no argument to get rid of it, though, surely, yeah. because it's, like, such a rich history. And, you know, it's the, I'm pretty sure this is right. It's the only place from the... Uh, Previous Olympics. I was yeah. going to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an say, original yeah. venue. We were going to say that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we were. We talked about the Olympic show, innit? Okay. Oh, no, yeah. I was going to say Champion Hill, but of course, Champion Hill has been really yeah, it's since a different then. stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah. Uh, no, so yeah, Hernhill's yeah, a great place to go. Um, but yeah, in terms of like frame builders and famous shots and stuff, there's. Uh, See, and this is things, this is what's great. These are things that would never even occur to us to look for, yeah. like frame builders. Yeah, as yeah, a, yeah. As a oh, no, a lot. I mean, to be honest, uh, you know, I, there'd be people who are much more expert than me, but uh, really famous guy in um, in Deptford, SEA, and, and Tannehill, I think his shop was, uh, Whitcomb Cycles. Uh, so Whitcomb was a big, big name in, like, uh, you know, building lightweight steel, you know, hand-built steel frames. Um, and I'm pretty sure, and there's a there's a video, a really good video of, uh, from the 70s of someone going into the Whitcomb shop, and a woman, right. in fact, going into the Whitcomb shop and... Uh, you know, seeing what it's all about and, you know, getting, going on a handmade frame and stuff. So, yeah, Wickham in Deptford, SEA. Um, big name still to this day is Robert Cycles and they're a bit further out in sort of Croydon. Um, but he's like, you know, one of the most respected frame builders in, in the country, like definitely. Um, actually, he'd be, I mean, that family would be worth a show by themselves because he's Chaz Roberts, currently the main frame builder there. And uh, I've got one of his frames, but I've also got his brothers, his brothers, Jeff Roberts, right? And if you go, I mean, Roberts, as I say, they you know get hand-built frames now from them for like thousand. And do they operate from the same shop? Or yeah, they, yeah, yeah, they're still still around Croydon. I don't know if it's exactly the same premises, right. but yeah, still around. Croydon. But I'm saying both brothers work in the same. Oh, place. right, this is the thing. So I've got a Jeff Roberts frame, and uh, if you go on the Roberts website now, you know there's loads of stuff about the history. Their dad, 
you know, started it years ago, whatever, and then Chaz to no mention of um, Jeff at all, like at yeah, all, right. like written out of history. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, huge, huge, like, um, family thing. And, uh, yeah, I'm another friend of mine, uh, did you ever meet Leo? Phil's mate, the beard? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's also got Jeff Roberts, and um, he put it on this website, whatever, and people were talking, like, oh, yeah, what happened to Jeff? You know, it's funny that, like, Jeff not mentioned whatever, and he, he responded on this uh, website. And uh, it's amazing, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm not in the uh, bike game anymore. I've, I've run this like rock music venue down in like Bournemouth or something. Um, <laughs> Come along, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cycle I'm, down. I'm, I'm playing. I'm playing this Friday. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's funny, like huge family thing, and um, it's just mad. Yeah, it is remarkable these incredible stories that come from cycling. There's yeah. something about cycling that just brings uh, attracts a certain sort of kind of person. Yeah, just... it's pretty like single-minded. Like I think. Yeah. I mean this. Because I met Chad, there's this, there's a great thing called uh, Bespoked, um, which is like a show for people who are building like hand-built bicycles. Because obviously, you know, cycling has become massive in the last like five years or whatever. Um, and you can buy like any, you know, off-the-peg frame. But there's quite a big market now for people wanting, you know, hand-built custom frames, whatever. Anyway, so there's this show. And I met Chaz Roberts there. And, you know, he's a lovely guy. He's not the kind of guy you can imagine, like, cutting his brother out of his yeah, life yeah. or... You know, not letting him have any mention of the like company history or whatever. He might not do the website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he'll be outraged if you find out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Roberts. Yeah, big name still, and they're in yeah sort of Croydon ways. Um, uh, Holdsworth is a really big name from like years, you know, like pre-war even. Um, and they're a little bit. They might have spent some of their time kind of further out in Kent, but I think they had shops in around sort of Bexley, Bexley Heath for a while. Um, uh, there'll be loads more. I mean, there'll be loads more from like that kind of area, like pre and just post-war. That I, you know, but yeah, there'd be a lot to cover there. A lot to cover. And in terms of other venues, I mean, Hernhill Brothers Rooms one we know. And yeah, I mean, to be honest, that's that's I mean, the, the main one. Isn't yeah, it? pretty so much. Definitely not. don't knock it. I suppose the roads are your venue, isn't it? Yeah. In yeah. Well, I mean, it's very poetic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, sorry, I was thinking about something else. I completely ignored you all that roads. <laughs> Yeah, I want to try to be poetic, Steve. Yeah. I was literally just Sometimes saying it's the case. No, I, I, it's like, I think you Tour de France, yeah. isn't it? It's yeah. not a venue, is it? It's a yeah. loads of roads. <laughs> no, but it's mad though, especially considering how much um, you know, like medals and stuff Britain have won in the track. Well, that's and what I was going to say. Is the the rise in cycling is tied into that, isn't it? Yeah, partly. I mean, yeah. I, well, also the fact that they you know nicked all of Australia's coaches and uh, <laughs> no, but the, the the popularity of cycling uh, amongst the general population is probably tied into that. Yeah, it? I guess. Yeah, I mean, I think loads of things have sort of come together. I mean, they've got you know a couple of mates who've got bike shops and stuff, and they're you know they couldn't have had bike shops at better times. It's yeah. mad like, mm. how much better it is. Dubstep. Yeah. Again. Uh, this is probably something that we could do a whole show on. Yeah. It's a pretty major thing, isn't it? A yeah, form I mean, of music being born yeah. in a particular place. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, you really, yeah, you need to do a show like on this, really. I mean, obviously, um, it's one of those things, like, especially with genres of music and like how genres start out and all that thing, it's one of those things that there's no like definitive, Defin- yeah, yeah. like, this is what happened. And so yeah, obviously you could read, and, you know, yeah, you yeah. could read like 100 people's different accounts and whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, said all that, I mean, there's no denying, basically, I mean, Croydon especially, and basically one shop, there's one shop in, um, in Croydon called Big Apple Records, and like, pretty much all these names who are now taught, like, literally, you know, like, doing stadium tours and stuff like that, all, like, 
worked and like hung out at this like tiny little record shop in, uh, in Croydon. It's mad. I mean, it's funny again though. That's something really I got into more like having moved away uh, to to North London. Then it's one of those things like you read back through the history of it. And it's like yeah, it's crazy. Well, would it? When did it sort of emerge? Uh, again, you know, it's trends who yeah, you've sort of talked yeah, to, yeah. and obviously you know big overlaps with like garage and stuff like that. Which but is, like, would there have been a possibility of you being aware of it when you're in South London? Or well, I mean, it sort of blossomed. Yeah, I mean, like garage, like. Was huge, yeah, mean, yeah. Like, all over. Yeah, it was like, massive. And yeah. I mean, like, well, guess everywhere in London, but yeah, especially South London Garage was just like massive, 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 like 97, 98, 99. Um, and the sort of general, like, I guess, like narrative of dubstep is that you know, Garage in around sort of 2000, 2001 ish got a bit sort of um, like stranger, it started to go a bit darker and weirder and stuff, and that kind of came out of that. So, yeah, sort of 2000. Well, there's a there's a really influential label called um, Temper Records, and their first release, for example, was 2001. So I guess you can sort of put it around there. But yeah, and then you know, no one—I don't think anyone was really that into it at all. It was just like this weird garage that no one really uh, <laughs> like. You know, uh, people used to go to these clubs, and there wasn't really anyone there by all accounts, and people would just like smoke weed and listen to each other's re- like literally each other's records. You know, be like yeah, yeah. 20 people there listening to their own like, tunes and stuff like that. But then. Um, yeah, 2006, there was this show in, uh, in Marianne Hobbs who had this show on uh, Radio 1 and she did a kind of like special called, I think it's called Dubstep Wars and that just like, you know, literally overnight. Um, yeah, because I went to the big um, club night for that was Forwards in, uh, in Shoreditch at Plastic People and uh, did I put Jackie down there? No, we went to uh, DMZ at... Uh, yeah, yeah, in Brixton. In Brixton, yeah. yeah. So those are the, those are the two... Uh, yeah, two big nights. Um, Talk about the Brexit one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, yeah, but um, uh, yeah, so 2006 when I started going to nights basically to raves to Dubsit, and uh, I think four was the first one I went to, but yeah, I went to uh, DMZ a lot around that time, 2006, 2007, and uh, yeah, that was in uh, Mass in Brixton, which is in this, I don't know if you've been there, like a big no. church. You know, some Matthew shirts. Oh, in, in yeah. the crypts. Yeah, yeah in the crypts. I went there for a christening party once. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I think actually the church have just bought it back. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, so it's now a church again. So having spent ages like hosting these like mad like parties and stuff, yeah, it's yeah. Now, now a church again. Yeah, um, it was a it was a fantastic venue, though, wasn't it? Yeah, amazing, really, amazing. Really. I mean, it's again one of those things like kind of uh, would have been nicer to be a bit earlier, really, because I think they had um, the side bit of mass that this huge church in Brixton was called Third Base. And that was like really, really small, intimate, like low ceiling, so wicked for the sound and stuff. Um, and there was this like infamous night where like too many people turned up to have it in the small place, so they all had to like basically change venue like in the middle of the night and put it in the bigger <laughs> room upstairs. And that was like seen as this, you know, moment. big seminal moment. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was in the bigger room when I started going. But yeah, it was just fucking amazing, man. Like, but that's thing in the bigger room, like you know, uh, the thing that. I really enjoyed about going to DMZ was that there's a, a physicality to dub. Yeah, like yeah, you massively. feel the music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You I feel mean, the bass pass through you, and it's just it's it's really hard like the to Holy spirit. It's really <laughs> it's really hard to talk about, but you just and well, their uh, their uh, their their tagline on DMZ's um, flyers is "Come meditate on bass weight." <laughs> <laughs> but and that's the thing, yeah, the bass weight, like where you stand. 
uh, affects how it passes through you. So it's, it's this phenomenal thing where you've got this music playing, yeah. but you can sort of move away or closer to the speakers yeah. and you to the sides. Like find your sweet spot. In yeah, the it's really like, uh, fascinating. Yeah. And I say, and that was in the larger room because mm-hmm. uh, I wasn't there in the early days. This, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, in a, but in a smaller room, I don't know. It'd just be fascinating. Yeah, well, that's to, what, I mean. Plastic people, especially, was you know, really small room, probably not much bigger than this. Um, we're in a small room (laughs) (laughs) and uh, yeah I mean they're just like mad man yeah like really really weighty like proper you know you know really like in your chest and stuff but yeah DMZ was wicked man so fucking like I miss it a lot you know well that was the night I christened you the dubstep tigger yeah, because it was like any time uh, a new song came on, he was like, "Yes!" Like this is the one he was waiting for. And yeah. when it first happened, I was like, "He likes this one." And I was like, oh, "He likes all of them." Yeah, I think that was that was like my birthday. Two that was October two thousand and seven, I think. It was your birthday, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. that would have been October two thousand and seven. Yeah. yeah, but um, that was a great night. Yeah, first one I went to was with with Phil. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just wicked, man. Huge room, just pitch like really dark, amazing system. And yeah, you know, like no, like dick, like no one being stupid. Do you know what I mean? Just that was the like, other thing as well. There was this real good-natured yeah, feel to the whole thing. It was just really positive, wasn't it? Yeah. There was no one sort of posing. Everyone was no, just not sort of just like, you, Steve. yeah, <laughs> and his loafers. <laughs> <laughs> that was in the days before you wore Sunday best at all times, isn't it? It was, it was Sunday, and it wasn't a Sunday, so no. God knows what it looked like. Yeah. Uh, it was wicked. Yeah, I miss. I mean, it's a shame. I really miss. Um, Miss DMZ, Miss Mass, Miss those like, yeah, wicked, wicked nights. They've all just dropped off now. Yeah, I mean, they're, you know, they're literally off playing around the world, like all these people, and um, they still do, you know, like Mallow, who kind of, you know, big part of DMZ, still put stuff on. Um, well, I'll say, throw us a few names as well from the scene that we might. So, I mean, uh, okay, so people from that shop I was talking yeah, about, Big yeah. Apple Records. Skrillex, yeah. Yeah, Skrillex, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you grew up just down the road. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but no, so Scream and Bengo, obviously, yeah. you, you know, big names now. And actually, they're, they're in this... Uh, I think Scream was playing on that one. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was, yeah. yeah. In fact, was, didn't I spill the beer? You said, uh, yeah. Spill beer no, on his record, did, I, I was calling him, I was calling him <laughs> Dubstep Tigger. And what you got to imagine, this guy jumping around with a bottle of beer in each hand. <laughs> so, like, he's right in front of the DJ booth, just jumping up and like, going, yes, yeah. yes. And this guy just goes on the mic and goes... Don't spill beer on the dubs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't spill beer on the dubs. Yeah. <laughs> like, you shouldn't need to be told that. But yeah. it was like, but it was great because the thing was, when he said that, he wasn't being a dick. It was just like, you were so enthusiastic. Yeah, yeah, you were yeah. so excited. It was I great. Was, I was a fucking wreck that night. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that now. Yeah, fucking yeah. hell. I did that thing where, you know, when you're drunk and um, you want to apologise, but you're just <laughs> doing such a like rubbish way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, there's this really... Uh, there's a great photo actually of Scream and Bengo in this shop I'm talking about Big Apple Records so um, when Scream released a record a few years ago the label like found this old photo of him as like a 14 year old with Bengo in this shop you know like yeah great photo so him and uh, those guys Scream and Bengo are in this group like Magnetic Man which is kind of like this like dubstep super group where, you know they like do you know stupid worldwide tours and stuff but the guy they're in that with is called Artwork and he um, again he's a bit older than the rest of them and he was working at Big Apple Records and stuff as well. So those three. But, uh, Did they uh, ever get any work done? <laughs> I, I don't know. Well, you know. Yeah, they go, they're on tour worldwide. Yeah. So they've got nothing but work done. Yeah. That's <laughs> no, mad. I mean, all, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Scream, Benga, Artwork, uh, Mala, Koki, uh, Hatcher, Plastician. 
you know, like all the like chef, Cyrus, random trio, like ev basically everyone who was like there at the start is from that bit of South London. It's That's mad. remarkable, isn't it? Yeah, it's fun. I mean, a few, I say everyone, to be fair, a few from like Bristol, um, but pretty much like yeah, the yeah. whole, there's this amazing photo taken in uh, 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 mass actually in Brixton of all these guys, like this, you know, the, you know, the founding guys, whatever, together. Um, and like, you know, they're all name checked, whatever. And if you look at it, like 80% of them are all from probably like a, I don't know, four or five mile radius around yeah. Croydon. You, you want to do this psychogeographical film with your dad? Yeah, I reckon what I'm going to do is, um, so obviously I was born in Greenwich, and he, but he wasn't born in uh, South London, but he is like, you know, he has spent probably very few days away from South London since <laughs> arriving <laughs> like there. Quite literally, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, he's very much just, yeah, doesn't like being away What's the much. word, Steve? Sed sedentary. 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 Yeah, yeah. Sedimentary. Is the <laughs> <laughs> Solid as a rock. Um, but yeah, so he uh, he moved into the area sort of around Charlton, between Greenwich and Charlton, um, in his, I think, sort of mid-20s or whatever. But since then, he's, you know, that's 30, 40 years ago. But yeah, he's just, you know, done, his whole life has basically been around sort of South London. Um, ever since then really I mean he played loads of chess that's you know, what he did and so like Charlton Chess he's always like name checking these random chess clubs and the amount of times I'm walking around somewhere and we'll be like oh yeah this chess club used to meet up there and I remember we used to go up and play chess you know for money in the top room of that pub or like they're all about pubs <laughs> um, you know oh, I remember there used to be snooker table up above that pub and stuff like that like always you know so yeah, used to I mean, be a snooker table up there. We put a chessboard on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm going to do like a walk around, I reckon, and just get him to like tell me about stuff <laughs> that he used to do and stuff like that. Yeah, good to get it recorded, man. Yeah. You know, if it could be a little offshoot, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, psychogeographical interviews with like eccentric chess South players. London chess players. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was our original plan for the show. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for coming on the show, Ben. Much appreciated. Ah, oh, cheers. Thank you. And uh, we'll definitely get on uh, in the future. Yeah, yeah. Look forward. Cycling, dubstep, my dad. Sitting around talking. The talk big three. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting around talking. It reminds me of uh, your time at Waterstones. Yeah, yeah. In the cupboard. Mostly <laughs> in the cupboard, yeah. I think, I think we've even talked about it on the show before. I, I think we have referenced it. Yeah, just... Yeah, well... It's a good cupboard. What can I say? <laughs> yeah, you made it your own. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny, you know, I think there's a lot. I can't remember anything about it's going to make really shit radio when we're trying to talk about my... <laughs> but primary school, though, I can't really... No, it's all know. a blur, isn't it, really? Yeah. It makes me think, when I see these kids, because I work in the office in the yeah. school, right? So, like, you kind of develop these relationships with kids, you know, all strictly illegal. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, you know, you kind of, like, you know, you have these moments or whatever, and then they go away and you think, you know, they're going to remember about six moments oh, from man. this whole six years. Yeah. And even, like, I'm playing with my kid, like, she's one, I'm like... If I died now, yeah. she yeah. wouldn't even remember me. It's good to think those cheerful thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.